This is Rodney from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explored manhood within Jesus Christ. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Sit back, enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. This is my quest to follow that star. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Ready to stand. Ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it... What's the word? I could be part of that world today on the Christian Car Guy. This is my quest, by the way. <laughs> In so many different ways, I think if I could follow my quest, it would end road rage. And I, you, you may understand how we get there today as we experience this wish I could be part of that world and so in our intro, you may have heard Little Mermaid from Walt Disney. And those of us who grew up with Little Mermaid think of Ariel in that way. When you think of the word Ariel, you don't necessarily think of Isaiah 29, I'll bet. I never did. But I saw something today that was like magical. So Ariel is singing there. And then the man of Mancha, you might recognize um, that wonderful play that had This Is My Quest. Right? You can remember Gomer Pyle singing it or Frank Sinatra. Um, just unbelievable. And then you heard The Little Mermaid again, but I want to share, because you're going to hear it again some more in the show, that that last little segment of Little Mermaid is the new Little Mermaid that is coming out you know, sometime next year, which is going to be a live Little Mermaid like they did um, Aladdin and some of the other Disney movies. And, and so, as you might guess, guess because it is the third Saturday of October already hard to believe I have my good friend Jerry here with us so and I am so glad he's part of my world I'm just telling you <laughs> and you know this show today is always brought to you by some Hebrew letters but the Hebrew letters I'm gonna put together for you today because you know we've been doing one letter at a time and today is my anniversary actually I've been married 34 today 34 years today to my wife, Tammy, and so I'm going to turn on Jerry's mic so you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you hear me now? That's yeah, <laughs> I can hear you now, um, which has everything to do with these letters. So 
interestingly, the word for doctrine, I don't know about you, but you know, that word doctrine just never lit up my life very much. <laughs> and as I studied this this morning, God just brought it to my world, like he brought up the idea of Ariel, which Ariel, biblically, if you look in Isaiah 29, is the lion of God. That's that AR sound, that means lion, and that L, it means God. And so there you have Ariel is a lion of God. And, and so interestingly, if you look in Isaiah 29, they were on a quest to find the same place that Ariel was kind of looking for, right? Part of that world. And it has to do with doctrine. And I never would have guessed it. But at the end of Isaiah 29, if you look, it, it talks about doctrine. And that word in Hebrew, like I said, lit up my life. Because actually, if you look in Deuteronomy, Moses said the same thing in, Mo, in his famous speech in, in Deuteronomy 32. He said, that, right, that his words were going to drop like dew and distill. His doctrine would drop like dew and distill is actually the word he used. And this word doctrine in Hebrew is amazing. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But the last time I want to mention the word doctrine, which is completely significant, is when you think about what happened in in Acts chapter 2, after, you know, Peter was involved and the Holy Spirit led 3,000 people into this community, right? What did they do? They continued steadfastly in the doctrine of the apostles in fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. But I don't want you to miss that they continued in doctrine, okay? And this has got a lot to do with lying, okay, and of God. (laughs) Because the word doctrine in Hebrew, if you know me, and this is the reason why I talked about my quest, my quest for some time, actually since... For about a year and a half, God put me on the quest to understand the 16th Psalm. In your presence is fullness of joy. And as a result of that, he had me memorize the 16th Psalm, then the 13th Psalm, and then the 119th Psalm. And as I memorized the 119th Psalm, you may know that it's time and time and time again, you know, David says, teach me your statutes. He he, he says it seven times. And at the end, in the, in the last section, he says, oh, 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 my lips will utter praise when you have taught me your statutes. In other words, there at the end, and, and David was this unbelievable learner, he still didn't feel like he had learned all there was to learn about the statutes. And so I went on a quest from there, and God had me start to memorize the Song of Solomon because I knew that it had everything to do with this idea of these statutes, which was now my quest. Okay, so you can imagine how my life lit up this morning when I looked at the word doctrine and I realized that the word doctrine is the letter Lamed, which we've talked about many times, has to do with your heart and your longing to be with God. And it also has to do with learning. So you learn and you love like, you know how you sit on your first date with your wife and you wanted to hear everything she had to say. Okay, that's a Lamed. That's the idea of that letter because all Hebrew letters are a picture of something. Well, the Lamed is a picture of your heart and how it longs to know God or know other people because they're in the image of God, okay? The second letter in the word doctrine is a hoof, a kuf, excuse me, in the word, the letter kuf has to do with holiness, but more importantly, maybe, I don't know if it's more important, but it's along the same lines. It has to do with proximity. The closer you are to God, the holier you get. And oh, by the way, the more time goes away. 
because, you know, when you get in a good session of prayer or you're in a church service that is just, you're touching God, you don't want that to be, time doesn't, isn't involved in that. And so here you have your heart and you have this closeness and then you have the het, which has to do with union and your marriage. It, 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 you, were, you were married under a hoopah, which looks like the letter het. And so when you put those three letters together, you get the word doctrine. Well, just those two letters of the, of the kuf and the het are the word statutes. Okay? So put these three letters together and you see how spectacular the word doctrine is. It is your heart's longing to be close I mean, this is my quest to be close in union, not just with God, obviously, because he said, what, love one another. Why? Because if we truly, truly, truly got to this place, you see, there wouldn't be any road rage. There wouldn't be 15-year-old boys that are running rampage in Raleigh. That there, that, you know, I want to be part of that world where people truly love one another because they see that they're all in the image of God and they all are longing to be close to each other. I mean, that's absolutely a spectacular thing, right, Jerry? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I hate even bringing this up, but as you're talking, you know, that part of community and, and people trusting each other and having fellowship and and and, and you, the union of bringing people together and respect, you know, part of that is respect. And as we said, you know, that the young man in Raleigh, but also this week, the past couple of days, I read an article where a family going down the highway and two trucks ended up trying to break each other and cut each other off and breaking, quick stopping and about running into each other. This is going on on the interstate, and all of a sudden, one of the cars threw a water bottle at the other truck. But well, the next thing is the guy pulls out a gun and shoots into the vehicle, and the other guy has a gun. He shoots into it, and both of them's daughters got hit. Neither one of them killed, but both of them are in the hospital because of just – it just baffles me. You know, and, and what, what's the difference there is how in the world, you know, we live in a society, as, as you mentioned, you know, we talk about this unity and stuff. I think Satan – it's part of the byproduct of that. That's the tool that Satan also uses to go against the Christian church and, and, and Christians altogether. I think this COVID thing, I mean, Satan has had a field day because of that. Yeah, that doctrine, that the, the part of the unity part and bringing people together and the fellowship together, man, Satan has used it in a mighty way. And, it, you know, this on the way when I was coming in, I heard the news story. There has been, I think, eight police officers shot this past week. I mean, yeah, is that? And so the, the good news is we want to know when you actually tasted this world, right? And we're talking about the world that Jesus was going to give us in, in Isaiah 29, as we learned and what's in, when in Acts, to get to the good side of this, not the bad side of it. But when did you taste that or what is your quest? We would love to know. 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. When's it my turn? When I love, love to explore the Wish I could be.
I could be part of that world today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And we've been talking about, like, this is our quest to be part of that world, that place of, right, the apostles' doctrine, <laughs> which seems crazy, but because uh, I never had seen the beauty of that word, but that word is magnificent um, when you've experienced it, when you've tasted that um where you could be in total fellowship, totally desiring to get to know the people and God better all at the same time as, as they are in the image of God. And, and that closeness ends up, and here's how you can tell the fruit of it. It's like time stands still. It does not matter. You, you've got no place to go, but you just want to be right there. I had a dear friend. His name was Lester Cranfield. For years and years, he, he came to my Christian Businessmen's Committee, and he, he was married to a lady by the name of Lucille, and he was in his 80s, like 88, when he told me this story. And, and he, he came in, he said, I'm really tired last night. I stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning just sitting out on the porch talking to my wife. I'm like, and we're all looking at him like, are you kidding me? And he goes, oh, man, I could talk to that woman forever. And, and I've often thought about how amazing that is. Well, two weeks ago, honestly, you may know, I give a devotion at a retirement home in Moxville. Well, they brought in Lester's wife, who is now 99. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just tell you, she's sharp as a tack, and she still loves to talk. I'm just telling you. And, and my wife and my mother-in-law and I all went to visit her this week, and, and, I, and I couldn't help but note, you know, that here is this beautiful woman that had these amazing, t I mean, her husband loved her well, right? They stayed up and talked till three in the morning when they were in their late 80s. And, and then see, the time didn't matter because you're, you're, in, you're part of that world. And so what does it taste like for you? Well, we got my good friend Ann Alt is on the phone. Um, and I've lost my producer who's going to have to help me because my thing is if you could put Ann on for us. Ann, Hi there. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Are you there? I am here. I'm here. I'm struggling <laughs> with my connection this morning, but you're you're in great shape. It's just this where I have it in my console isn't working. So, share with us. What have you got, Ann? <laughs> well, uh, it's just uh, first of all, happy anniversary! My goodness, thirty-four years. <laughs> that yeah, deserves a, a big award. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys have a marvelous anniversary day. And I love Psalm 16. I love the way you keep adding faith upon faith, you know, thought upon thought, uh, you know, it, it, as the Lord is leading you in all of this. And um, I've, just, I've just been so aware that, uh, you know, God wants to give us unreasonable joy. There is an impossible dream in that sense, you know. And I was thinking the other day about how all our answers are in Him. You know, same thing. God wants He wants to give us that unreasonable joy, and uh, and the impossible dream. I love that song. And then, of course, this is my quest to follow that star. You know, and so yesterday I wrote a poem. If I could read it, please, <laughs> please, you. we would love to hear. Yeah, it. but but it's uh, you know because uh, you know how sometimes people. Um, they make fun of you, and they say, oh, you're such a know-it-all, you right? You know, <laughs> sometimes you get that from people. And, and of course, we know it all because we know Jesus. And so I wrote a poem called The Divine Know-It-All. And uh, I... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, he does know it all. You know, that's true. He does. 
just know it all. That's the point, you know. And I say, the poem, I try to warn folks with love when I see them disobey. Oh, you're just such a know-it-all, is all they ever say. They just don't understand. I want to keep them from all harm. The more they stray from God's truth, it raises an alarm. They tell me that the road they're on is the best it has ever been. I'm just a goody two-shoes, they say, who robs their joy and accuses them of sin. But I've seen it all too often when I, what I warn to make it clear. Oh, you're just such a know-it-all is all the answer that I hear. Sadly, it's so ironic that there is a know-it-all. He is the great I am who wants to keep us from a fall. His only motive is to save us and one day bring us home to show Christ Jesus died for us so we will never be home alone. So please listen to this know-it-all. Christ Jesus is his name. When you give your life to him, you will never be the same. Through Jesus, who knows it all, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Jesus is the answer to spiritual cancer. There is no other way. He is the only one. So I, I, I that that just hit me so hard yesterday. Oh, it's and amazing. Well, let me. I want to share about three thoughts. First, yeah. first thought I want to share for my listeners. Um, you're sitting there wondering, you know, did Ravi stage this? Well, let me tell you that number one, at seven thirty this morning, I'd been up since four o'clock trying to figure out what God wanted me to do today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had no clue where I was going with this um, until God put me on the aerial idea, and, uh-huh. and 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 then right, you 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 share this poem, right? This amazing poem. Well, in the sixteenth Psalm, which I referred to earlier, that God, you know, and I shouldn't say I memorized it because the Holy Spirit is the one. You want to commune with the Holy Spirit, memorize a lot of scripture. And he will, he'll feed it to you like there's no tomorrow. And then you're just like communing with the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're quoting the 119th Psalm or three or four of them together like that, like he's, the Holy Spirit is feeding you every line if you listen. And, and so one of those lines in the, in the 16th Psalm, it, and I'll never, it, every time I pray it, I think about it with so many people in mind, including myself. It says the sorrows of those who chase after other gods will be multiplied. Okay, it's a pretty straightforward statement right. of, of what you're saying. You see them straying from God. The sorrows of those who chase after other gods will be multiplied. Yeah. And, and isn't that good news? Like, there's no better news than that because... As their sorrows are multiplied, guess what they get? They want to be part of his world, right? They they want right. sound doctrine. I mean, it's a natural thing that would happen that God knew it would happen. And it's amazing. So when did you taste that? We got Angie, you know, stay on with us through the break. We got Jerry, but we need you. You're, you're, you've got something burning on your heart. Please call 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. When's it my turn? Would I love, love to explore the Wish I could be.
wish I could be part of that world today. And I know that my good friend Ann Alt, those of you who were listening to the last segment, knows that she called in. She's very much one of the stars of Christian Car Guy Theater and does so yes. many different voices in so many different ways. But part of the world that I know Ann is thinking of this morning, you know, when we lose someone close to us, right? It's when our oh, faith boy. all of a sudden becomes more real, as my mother used to say to me, who is also part of that world now. Right. The older I get, the more my treasure is in heaven. Boy, is that the truth. And that's the truth. so I know I that it. that's, that's yeah. the season that you're in as Anne lost her brother, as we can be yeah. praying for God's comfort. Um, dear, dear brother that she lost, that she also... Uh. Right, I know the story, helped him come to the Lord or was involved in the Holy Spirit drawing him. And um, how neat. But you're in our prayers, and We're so grateful for your partnership and and for your friendship to the show and to to what the Christian car guy is. It just wouldn't be the same without her, would it, Jerry? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's superstar. (laughs) Superstar. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. Well, I appreciate that. And and, And it's been such a blessing because you know, I had met I had met you, Robbie, like many many years ago, and then uh, we had talked because I used to do Adventures at Odyssey, and we talked about oh, I wanted to do. You said you wanted to do a Christian Car Guy theater, and and it, it has just mushroomed. To don't you know? Be faithful, and a little God gives you power over much, and 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 people, uh, wonderful actors, who just volunteered their time to do Christian Car Guy theater, so. It's been such an incredible blessing that when we're faithful in one thing, he he, he just, you know, it's a big Oh, he, he really, really <laughs> is. Well, I got a, I've got Nancy calling from Washington, Ann, but thank you so, so much for calling in and sharing your heart today, okay. and you're in our prayers. You know that. We love you. Oh, thank you. Bless you guys so much. Love the show and love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy Bye-bye. anniversary. And what a, what a poem. It's amazing. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I do have Nancy in Washington. I'm very excited. I, I think Nancy's called us before, but it's been a while. Nancy you're, Nancy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I hear you great. I okay. Hear, and so Hi. what did you want to share with us this morning? Hi. <laughs> so much is running through my brain. I'm, hope, I'm hoping to be cogent with this. <laughs> um, so when Jesus called me into his wonderful kingdom, um, again, it was like death to life, darkness to light. And to me, that quest has become, well, as, as God's Word says, he, His job, His desire for us is to be the image of His Son in the world. And so that has been my quest. And I have, you know, all the regrets. You, you just don't feel like you've done it well. Um, but that is my desire, and I know it's his desire, that people know the beauty of who he is and the beauty of his kingdom. And so I believe that that's the the job of the bride, um, his chosen people, is to be walking um, revelation of that beauty of his kingdom, the joy, the peace, the fulfillment, the affirmation um you know just by being born you are so valued by our heavenly father 
anyway, that's all I wanted to share. Oh, it's so beautiful, Nancy. And you can sure sense, right, that you've been close. Because, you know, you can hear, you know, Jesus in your voice. And you can. <laughs> well, that's wonderful because people watching my life don't always see, see well, that reality. <laughs> you know, the story that comes to mind, the first couple years I did the Christian Car Guys show, it became real popular, much to my amazement. <laughs> really well, fast. It's completely understandable. And I got a chance to be on Fox and Friends in New York City. And, you know, I had prepared in my heart how I was going to be able to share Jesus with all these people. And um, it was it was on how you could save General Motors. Everybody wants to talk to me about cars, <laughs> which is not oh, what man. I wanted to talk about. But nonetheless, that's what they wanted to talk about that day in Fox and Friends. Well, and that's your venue. All right, right, it is. It is what the platform that God gave me. But I remember when I got off the air, I was with my wife, Tammy, that day in New York that I literally just fell down on the sidewalk crying because I didn't feel like I had truly shared anything that was of value. <laughs> and, and that I hear was this moment that God gave you for this platform to be on, you know, national TV in such a way, you know. And I got back to my uh, room and looked at my email and I, a, a, an email from a listener that will encourage me forever said those words it said I loved having you on Fox and Friends I can hear Jesus in your voice oh wow and what better compliment could you ever get you know Nancy I mean yeah um, well for me it's I see Jesus through you right right and that's that's the beauty of right as you get closer as you learn more and like you said, when you walk in Revelation, that, you know, when you've been sitting with Jesus on that date in prayer and just learning everything that you can learn about him, whether that's in his word and prayer with other believers, right, in church, when your pastor is just, you know, you, it's clear that he's been with Jesus and you're right there, then time stands still and, and you're on that date with Jesus and, and somehow or another your life reflects that, even though you may not think you did anything. When Moses came down off the mountain, everybody saw it in his face. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up a, a, till last week. As I'm listening to the show, and this here goes for, for Nancy, it goes for Ann, it goes for Robbie, it goes for me, it goes for every thousands of listeners out there. God has a plan for each and every one of us. And and as I was listening to last week's yeah. show, it just humbled me so much. And I even texted Robbie and told him this because I'm thinking the journey that he has been on walking with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man, he has opened and shut doors along that path that, that to me, and I, I know a little bit of the backstory on some of the stuff, and I see that and I just think, you know what, how God has formed Robbie into the person he is and the platform that he has and all the people that he has touched. And, and we all have that. I mean, Nancy, as you said, other people looking at you, they see Christ in you. If you, if you are of Christ and you know Christ is Lord and Savior, people see that. You don't have to go on the on Fox and Friends and, and, and lay out the good news of Jesus Christ. They're going to see it in who we are. And, and that should reflect. I mean, it does humble me. It humbles me when I see people who have stepped up and, and, and allow God to work through them. 
Anne has had a great platform. She's been in the in the Hollywood business, movies and and commercials and stuff. But she uses that platform now for Jesus Christ. And she talked about her brother who now is in heaven because of Christ was able to work through her. And when we have that opportunity, okay, beating car, dance out, and painting and towing, you know what, in a lot of ways, and also being an elder at my church and stuff, that's my platform. And I need to make sure I use it for Christ. Robbie has multiple platforms and, and through churches and through the radio show and through Kingdom Pursuits and, and, and Christian Car Guy. Man, that, just, that should be humbling for all of us. And Nancy, just always know that, hey, people see Christ in us if we are of Christ. That's beautiful. Thank you, Nancy. Wow. Oh, thank you. What an honor. It really is mm-hmm. that you called and shared that today. It means a lot. It really does. Thank you. God bless. Well, good. You're welcome. Thank you again for your show. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, something's burning, right? <laughs> something's burning on your heart to say, wow, how has God touched you, right? I mean, how, how has he grabbed that place where you wanted to sit in that date with him all night and it didn't, and the time just went away? 866 is the number to call in, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And so, you know, Jerry, as I've been on this quest, I thought I would share a little bit of how I got to where I got, you know, because it just never ceases to amaze me, you know, how God got me here, right? Because what had happened was I was, as you may know, been studying the Song of Solomon, my podcast, my daily podcast, and the Christian Car Guy has been on the Song of Solomon, and I'm in the sixth chapter. In the sixth chapter, we finally see the fruit of this relationship that all of a sudden all the women in Jerusalem, which, by the way, are the aerials of the world, are looking for Jesus. And when they look for him, they find these very things we're going to talk about when we get back. But we need your call. We really do. We don't have anybody to talk to. 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. When's it my turn? you wish you could be part of that world right that place where can you imagine drivers that just dearly dearly loved each other and wanted the absolute best for them the the other driver and all those things that you could imagine it's a christian car guy show has talked about that issue for years and years let them out in traffic yeah all that kind of thing so as i was mentioning how i got here which was always a journey for me (laughs) is i've been studying the song of solomon i've been doing that my daily podcast as i always tell you and I get to the sixth chapter, and so just to do a little review and to climb to 10,000 feet of the story of the Song of Solomon, in the fifth chapter, she slept, but her heart was awake. And then, you know, her lover came, his voice was knocking, which is an interesting thing to note, that it's his voice that knocks. Look at that closely, and you'll see it. It was his voice that knocked, and she didn't get up to answer. I mean, that's just basically what happened. And 
Somehow or another, he had the key to her heart, and he opened it, and she got really excited, jumped out of bed, and went about to try to find him. But then it says that she was found by the watchman on the walls, and they beat her, and they bruised her, and they took away her veil. Things weren't going good for the home team. It didn't look like, right? And I've always thought for years that this was a picture of Peter, that Peter, you know, he couldn't stay awake in the garden. We know that. And then when he went out into the city, he got lured into denying Jesus three times. They beat him and they bruised him. They took away his mask. He, he no longer thought he was the guy that Jesus could count on like he thought earlier the night before, right? And so then an interesting thing happens that she, or in this case, Peter, tells the daughter of Jerusalem, and this is important, she t- he tells Ariel that, you know, if you find my beloved, I'm sick with love. Like, what a strange thing to say. But they are like, what's up with this guy that he's so hung up on this beautiful woman that, you know, that who, what's up with this bride that she wants this? And so that's when the bride goes into all these descriptions, the 10 descriptions of the fairest of 10,000, essentially, of all those different things. Well, after she just spills her guts to the daughters of Jerusalem about Jesus is her lover friend and all these different ways, the fruit of that comes in chapter six, where all of a sudden the daughters of Jerusalem now ask, where is your beloved? Where do we go that we can find him? I'm serious. Look at the first chapter, of the, I mean, the first verse of the sixth chapter. They're like, they're on fire now. Where do I find Jesus, right? Which Matthew Henry points out, and I think well, that like, this is how you know this is spiritual, because how many people do you want running after your husband? <laughs> but nonetheless, all these people are, are, are chasing after him. And, and the fruit of this is unbelievable. And it did happen in the, in the Acts chapter 2, right? That Peter, after he'd fallen and after all the shenanigans, Jesus restored him. Gee, Peter, do you love me? You know, you know the whole story. Then 3,000, within days of that, 3,000, Right? came and so he had just been in this place of horrible you know whatever and he restored and then he gets to enjoy 3000 more people coming in to this fellowship and that sets up right the doctrine and the breaking of bread and prayer well interestingly when Jesus begins in the 6th chapter to begin to describe his bride again which is a little different than the description he gives in chapter 4 he starts out with these unbelievable words he says Thou art beautiful as Tisra, comely as Jerusalem, and terrible as an army with banners. Well, let me just say that the Holy Spirit pointed out to me the similarities of Tisra and doctrine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that when you look at those words in Hebrew, I couldn't help but see that, like, oh my goodness, that beautiful, when Jesus looks at beautiful, He's thinking about that united couple that's sitting there looking at each other, longing to find out more about each other, whether that's in a church or with any other person that's in the reflection of God or with God himself. All that to God is totally beautiful. It's doctrine. It is loving one another, right? And so when he said, you're as beautiful as Tisra, as comely as Jerusalem, as, as, as or Ariel, depending on how you want to say that, but Jerusalem is peace, right? And that breaking of bread has all that to do with, so what Jesus is describing when he says how beautiful we are, what he's describing is what happened in Acts when they were, right, devoted, wholeheartedly devoted to doctrine, 
to the apostles' doctrine, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And don't miss that that last one is terrible as an army with banners, okay? Prayer, from Satan's standpoint, is an army with banners, okay? There's nothing that puts the fear in Satan, anything like when all of a sudden you can imagine when the church, can you imagine how he felt that day when those 3,000 all bent their knee and started in communion with God? That's as terrible as an army with banners, you see? And so Peter went from the standpoint of I slept, but my heart was awake, which was me, by the way, this morning, (laughs) (laughs) to this place of being as beautiful as Tizra, right? As, as, as comely, which by the word, the, the root of that word means sheepfold as Jerusalem. Like you see at the peace of what Jerusalem is when you break bread and you're in fellowship, right? The fellowship of that, that this is peace. Right, and, and then in prayer, as terrible as an army with banners, right? And, and so as I get a chance to see these things and the Holy Spirit illuminates them with me, then when I get a chance to share them with you, Jerry, I get to touch, right, part of this world. Absolutely. Amen again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, as you, as you think about it this week, I had this thought. I God gave it to give give to you. What do you think Jesus's laugh sounds like? <laughs> I've been told many times by people that listen to me. They're like, Rob, you know, they'll they'll tell me whatever, but they say, Robbie, I love your laugh. Right? That's it's very, very, very common. Well, the the thought that occurred to me is, wouldn't you love to hear Jesus's? Like, can you imagine? Because you know that in his presence is fullness of joy. He's laughing, I'm just saying. And so there's your homework for the Christian Car Guy show. It's like, contemplate, think, pray, like to be part of his world, the part of the world that we're talking about. This is a place of joy, fullness of joy. And and, and to think about it, Jerry, have you ever thought about what his laugh sounds like? Uh, th- th- no, but I've, I imagine he's had plenty of times to laugh looking at my life as it unfolds. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him plenty of opportunity, I'll yeah, say that. Even this morning, and in so many different ways, right? You know. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, it, you know, as you're talking about that, one thing we, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we need to always know, we're never out of God's reach as far as His grace goes. I mean, we're, we're always right there. No matter where we may think we're, we're falling to, God's grace and then what does God want with us? Why did he go to the cross? Because he wants us to be in community with him and have fellowship with him and to spend eternity in that, in heaven. I mean, And it won't say, you know, and the thing about eternity is it won't be enough time. No, absolutely. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, Lester with Lucille, you know, I lost track of time. I, you know, we won't, because it'll just be unbelievably delightful. And when you're there, right? I think that's why I always say, right, slow down. Yeah. (laughs) I think that really as as we're driving, if we could slow down, and just slow down from, I mean, a standpoint of realizing you're in the presence of Jesus right now. Things are absolutely wonderful. And that person over there that's frustrating you, they are made in God's image. And they, too, have something that would blow your mind if you knew it, right? But you're going to have to ask to find out what it is to see 
you know, how they reflect Christ. Like I know Nancy does, and I know Ann does. On the callers that we had today, just absolutely wonderful. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Robbie, and happy anniversary. Oh, yes, yes. Looking forward to that. Oh, we're going to a Brazilian steakhouse tonight. It's going to be all- <laughs> Eat well. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I better slow down. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is the Truth Network.